Welcome to episode 23 of the Transformer to English Professional podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Smith. Today, I will be talking with Alistair, an amazing coach from my team, all about why it's important to have a little give and take during a negotiation, why it's also important to stand one's ground in certain circumstances, why holding all the cards is a powerful place to be, and why you can't always have your cake and eat it. This podcast is aimed at helping you push your business English communication skills to the next level so that you can grow professionally and achieve your international career goals. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. Enjoy! Hi everyone, today what we're going to do is we're going to look at some expressions related to negotiation. And the reason we decided to focus on this was because in our last episode we were looking at the word compromise and we were kind of trying to explain exactly what that word is and the confusion around it and why it's really important to kind of be very clear and exactly what type of context you can use the word compromise. Okay, And of course we were talking about false friends last time. And so today what we want to do is to like really take it to, to the next level and we want to talk about different expressions related to negotiations and we want to give you more options in, in that particular context okay so as usual Alistair is here with me hi Alistair hi how are you I'm fine how are you yeah great thanks Fantastic. Yeah. So as I mentioned just now, we did talk about this word compromise and we did actually just discuss quickly before we were started recording that we came up with another Spanish translation, right, for compromise. Yes, it was concesiones mutuas, which you can say in English, no mutual concessions. That's right. And that is effectively what you're doing. No, you're giving your each side mutually is conceding concedas was it ceder no in Spanish yeah to to a certain middle ground or middle point no which is where you reach your agreement so yeah. I think we said about llegar un acuerdo a medias or something like that but you could also say concesiones mutuas no that's descriptive of what you're doing when you're compromising yes exactly right exactly right so yeah so that's another way of yeah and a few a, a different sort of word in spanish for that idea of compromise and of course as we said in the last episode don't go from compromiso directly to compromise because that is a particular false friend right mm -hmm. and so we wanted to focus on the whole idea of negotiating because, of course, a compromise is a kind of negotiation, right? Mm -hmm. And we kind of wanted to give you a few more tools in terms of the expressions that you can use in that particular context because it's true that when you are in a business environment, there are there can be lots of different types of negotiations that can be happening all the time. Now, it can be very formal negotiations, but it can also be sort of a negotiation with your colleague. And, of course, at the same time, you can have also negotiations 
negotiation in your personal life, right? But mm -hmm. it's probably more likely that you're going to be using your English in a business context. And that's why we want to give you a few more tools to kind of just so that you can find it feel a little bit more confident when you're kind of in the, that particular type of situation, right? Yeah. So we've come up with a few expressions, yeah, that we thought would be really interesting for, for you guys to, to kind of get to grips with as we have, you know, that particular expression comes up again and again to get to grips with. But yes, a few expressions to help you improve your negotiation skills in English. And the first one is give and take, right, Alistair? Yeah, give and take. I suppose another way of saying to compromise. That's right. Or yeah. mutual concession. So when you're giving and taking is that idea that each side in a negotiation has to give give some concessions and take some. So it's that that negotiation, no between two people or two companies. So you're giving and taking and in your personal relationships and with your colleagues there always yeah. has to be a little bit of give and take. Yeah. So you can't always take in the sense that you impose your preferences no on other people yeah. you also have sometimes have to concede no and compromise so that's yeah. the concept of the give and take yes yes exactly and this is often you can describe a negotiation like this right it's like you might say oh well you know there always has to be a bit of give and take right yeah. and i think that's the way i would probably use it mostly like if somebody says well i had to I had to kind of let them use, I don't know, something, or I had to to agree to this. And then you would say, well, you know, there's always a bit of a give and take in, yeah. in a negotiation process, right? Yeah, if you want something from them, usually you've got to give them something too in any negotiation for both sides yeah. to be more or less happy with the final result, no? Yeah. So say, yeah. well, okay, if you give us this, then we want this. And you say, okay, so you're giving and taking that's right. So we found, right. well, in, in Spanish, I think I found this expression, which I have heard, so I think it is authentic, toma y daca. Hmm. Now, I don't know what daca means outside this expression. So it's, you could say toma y dar would be more hmm. literal translation. But I have seen this and I have heard people using this toma y daca, which is, I think is the same concept. But again, as always, our listeners, if you disagree or you have an alternative expression, please let us know. Email us and tell us if Tomoyedaka exists and it's used regularly. Mm. And perhaps in Latin America, no doubt, it's probably a completely different expression. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's interesting, certainly, that one. Mm. It's, it's one that I haven't heard very often, so it would be really interesting to hear from our yeah. listeners whether People that is... confirm that that yeah. does actually exist. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And you can also actually use this expression actually in the negotiation as well, I was just thinking, because you can sort of encourage the other person to hmm. to be more like to, 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 to actually reach a sort of compromise with that person by saying, oh, well, you know, is there any room for give and take? Like that is another really nice. That's a good. Yeah. Is there any room for a bit of give and take here? Yeah. You know, so it's like you're kind of saying you want them to be a little bit more flexible, you know, and, and and not just keep to their to their hard lines, to their red lines. And red lines certainly will be another expression that we come on to later on. But, yeah. you know, you're just encouraging them to be a little bit more flexible, right? Yeah, you, you, that's what you're asking for, a bit of flexibility here. Give me something to play with, no, because with with your hard red line, as you said, no, it's very, this is not really a negotiation. You're trying to impose your point of view or, or the thing that you want. As you say, come on, has to be a bit of give and take in, or there must yeah. be room for some give and take. Yeah. So you're sort room, of offering yes. them the chance to say, come on, give me something in this negotiation. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not all take. We That's want right. want some giving too. 
That's right. That's right. So yeah, a really interesting one there and yeah, it can be used in terms of actually within the negotiation, but also to describe it. Maybe you also have to describe the negotiation afterwards to your yeah. boss or to yeah. you, to other colleagues. I mean, that's really important part of a negotiation process as well. It's kind of like reporting it to others, right? To what mm. exactly happened. So yeah, indeed, absolutely. And that actually takes us on to our second expression, which is kind of like back and forth. This is the, this mm-hmm. is the second expression back and forth. And this can actually be used also in terms of describing exactly what's happening happening in a negotiation right yeah exactly because those negotiations between two people or two companies especially well it can be in a conversation within a meeting but maybe the idea you have in your head is more there's maybe by email or phone conversations so i mean you're sending to them an email with your proposal and then they're obviously considering it and then getting back to you with their counter proposal and this, these emails are going back and forth between two people or two organizations. We did actually link this back to one of our very early episodes, maybe the second episode, which was some expressions with ball that you yeah. can use in negotiations or in business context. And this relates to like a tennis match or something similar to a tennis match where they say the, the ball is in your court. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've hit the ball and it's now in your side of the court. It's crossed the net. And now you have to do something with it. It's your turn to come yeah. back to me. Yeah. So you can sort of imagine the the ball in a test match going back and forth across the net between the two players. And this is symbolic of the negotiation process. No? Absolutely, yeah. So it's um, a kind of back and forth process. It's a really good expression to explain what is happening in a particular negotiation. Maybe the negotiation is taking a bit longer and you kind of need to explain that to other people. Or you can even say something like, this will take a little bit of back and forth to, to reach an agreement. You know, that's another another way you could potentially use it directly with the person you're, you're negotiating. Yeah, it's not going to be um, resolved in one meeting or one email. It's going to... But, a negotiation over a period of time no it's going to be a process of well back and forth a back and forth negotiation no you put your proposal or your suggestion the other side comes back with their proposal or counter proposal and and back and it goes back and forth yeah so the image in your mind is like a tennis match between two players yes that's the image you have of the negotiation Yeah. yeah yeah And remember that expression, which is great, was a great expression to remind us of, Asta, which is a ball in your court. Remember in Spanish is dejado, right? Instead of using court, you use dejado. Yeah, so yeah the ball's on when, your roof. On your roof, yes. On your roof is obviously the Spanish expression, but here you have to use court. Okay? Yeah. So and I looked at this one in Spanish and, well, it was sort of sentences that are basically descriptive. So I don't know if there is some particular saying or expression, but what I found was ir y venir, Mm-hmm. Ida y vuelta, de un lado para otro, de, de aquí para allá. So they're all basically saying the same thing. It's yeah. in two directions, no? Yeah. From one yeah. side, well, like the tennis match, from one side of the court to the other side, back yeah. and forth. Back and forth, yeah. So Absolutely. any of those, you know, sound like they would yeah. be um, authentic uses of the same expression in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. So the third expression is a little bit almost the opposite of the first one, which is, remember, the first one was to give and take. So you're kind of like trying to achieve or ask for some sort of flexibility. This is where you kind of have to make it clear that you you don't want to. Yeah, you, you want no, to basically compromise yeah. anymore. That's right. That's right. There is you, no you, more give and take. That's right. There's no more give and take. Right. And this particular expression is to stand one's ground. Okay. To stand mm-hmm. one's ground, which basically comes at a point where you no longer wish to compromise. Right. Alistair? Yeah. 
you're standing your ground. Obviously, the one uno refers to it, whichever person you're talking about. So you That's replace right, it yes. with you are standing your ground, we are standing our ground, I'm mm -hmm. standing my ground. Yep. So the one in stand one's ground obviously refers to the person you're speaking about. So if it's me, I'd say I stand my ground or I'm standing my ground or you are standing your ground. So you just change the one to the person, the, the relevant person. No, we are standing our ground on this. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And we actually looked also in terms of the Spanish translations for this particular expression, right? And yeah. how they were mantenerse firme or no ceder, right? Yeah. So not yeah. concede, no so you. It's where you've stopped conceding or compromising and you you have to maintain your firm, I think. Yeah, you could say that, no, to, to stay yeah. firm. To stay firm, you can use Keep, that, yeah. Yeah, so don't move on this. This is your red line, as we referred to earlier. Yeah. So as yeah. you get past the point where you can keep giving concessions or giving and taking or compromising. Yeah. Yeah. I think we thought um, the example of selling your house, perhaps. We did. That's right. That's right. I was about to mention that. Yeah. yeah. We kind of thought about you might use this or whatever, even certainly in terms of describing the situation when you're selling your house, you might have a price that you consider that you would definitely not sell your house for anything under that particular price. And so certainly once you got to that particular point, you wouldn't want, you would want to stand your ground because obviously mm. you don't want to sell your house at a too at low a loss, price, right? Yeah, or at a, a loss or whatever. Low price. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, that's, that's an important one to stand one's ground or we should stand our ground, you know, it's mm. like, especially if you're kind of working in a team. And we did actually come up with another expression, which is kind of related to that, which is take it or leave it, right? Yeah, that's a good one. So it's what you say to the other side in that. So when you've got to that point where you, you feel you have to stand your ground and you can't concede anymore. So it's the end of compromising. You'd say, well, okay, this is our final offer. Take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. So basically, yeah. I'm not negotiating anymore. It's like this is the final price or the final offer. And if you if you if you can't accept it, then well, that's the end of the negotiation. We'll have to find somebody else. Yeah. So it's like yeah. take it or leave it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, which is a really good one. It's a little bit aggressive. Let's say we have to yeah, do. We have to yeah, say it's that got because, to a point slightly yeah. yes, aggressive yeah. in the negotiation. Yeah. If you're if you're if you are if you use that expression be careful with it because certainly in a business context it would be kind of like quite aggressive to say that to another mm. organization or something like yeah. that so mm. yeah i mean presumably it's kind of very understandable exactly uh, what that means so but just be careful with it because you know it's kind of you are kind of mm, limiting any further further negotiation yeah. you're not being very flexible so yeah, you have to really mean it no you Don't. do absolutely so yeah. you really have got yeah. to the point where it's impossible to concede more or give more concessions in the negotiations you'll say okay we're standing our ground we've reached our limit and i suppose the negotiation could have got to the point it's got a bit heated yes a heated negotiation and you say well take it or leave it that's our final offer yeah it is bringing, so it's your choice. It, yeah. yeah, it is also in a way bringing the negotiation to, to an end. To a, in to a an way. end. Yeah, yeah, yes. It's kind of like it's this or or nothing, or, or nothing almost. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the we in a similar vein, let's say, we also have another expression which is called to to draw the line. So this is a very similar expression to the previous one because again, it's talking about limiting your compromise right so it's like you're no longer flexible you're you're pon like in spanish it's that's poniendo limites no establecer un limite and 
basically, yeah, you would use that in such a way that, where you might want to say, I have to draw a line here. You might yeah. even want to say that in, in the actual negotiation with the, the person you are, you know, you're dealing with, let's say, yeah. you know, you might say, I have to draw the line here. I can't go any further, right? Yeah. So you reached your limit, no? Which yeah. is like, so they, therefore you're standing your ground at that point and yes. refusing to continue compromising, given and take. So you say, well, yeah, you've drawn the line. So yeah, it's, yes. yeah put, establish or fix a, a limit. So maybe if you're talking, well, to go back to the negotiating about your house, and of course it's exactly the same in a business negotiation over money, prices, contracts. You say, yeah, you know, you have to draw a line somewhere. No, you can't mm. keep reducing the price. Absolutely. So it's, it's sort of where you get to the point where you say, well, I'm drawing a line here, I'm standing my ground and take it or leave it. That's the final offer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when we were talking about this particular expression, we also came across another a similar expression, which is also quite useful, which is a red line. And you can, you might have a red line or you might have several red lines, okay, mm-hmm. in the negotiation process. And again, those kind of are... Uh, those lines clearly mark where, where your limits are, right? And in this particular uh, situation, we were talking also about maybe the how uh, a business might have uh, a dress code, for example. There's one example mm, of yes. how there might be certain red lines in terms of how employees can dress, right? Yeah, so they might say, you know, there's a degree of flexibility with the dress code. You don't have to wear a suit and tie, mm-hmm. but you have to, I know, smart casual so you can wear... Maybe in summer, it's acceptable, a short sleeve shirt, maybe even a T-shirt. But we draw the line or there is a red line on shorts. Yeah. So even though it's summer and it's hot, like it is at the moment, men can't wear shorts in the office. So you still got to wear long trousers and shoes and socks. So so no uh, no flip-flops. Right, that's right. So we draw, yeah, in the office, we draw the line uh, for men, even in summer, on shorts and flip-flops. Yeah. So that's the red line on the dress code. No, Anything yeah. up to that is acceptable. So you can yeah. be quite informal, t-shirt, jeans, but you still have to wear sh- shoes of some kind and and not shorts. That's right. And in case you're wondering, flip-flops, flip-flops are chanclas, okay, mm. chanclas. So it's kind of like some, it's a very specific type of expression in English, which is kind of quite often difficult to immediately find a translation for, let's say. So yeah, chanclas are flip-flops, okay. Onomata. What's the expression? Yes, that's Onomatopoeic. Right. Yes, that's so it's right. the it's sound they make yes. when you walk. Is it flip flop, flip flop, as exactly. they hit against the back of your your heel, no, your foot? Yes, yes. And so that's in English, great, at least, it's a description yeah. of the sound. Yeah, flip it's flop. a great great way to remember that particular mm. yeah. uh, vocabulary because you're kind of like thinking, okay, well, how do you say it? How do you say chanclas? You know, mm. and then flip flop, which is a very strange kind of <laughs> it is. word in many ways, right? But, yeah. But it's kind of interesting. There's a lot of that story. in English. I'd have to, I'd have to think of them, but I know because I've described quite a few times in with clients, I've had to explain a word and say that's onomatopoeic. That yeah, sure. If you, if you, the word actually comes from the description of the sound. Yeah, and it's very yeah, difficult because yeah. it's interesting in different languages. People interpret sounds in different ways in a yes. different language, which is fascinating. Like That's the sounds true. of animals are not the yes, same. Yes, I was about to say that. So, you know, yes, a Spanish animals. cow or a Spanish, what it is, doesn't make the same sound, or cat or dog. <laughs> yes. So we say, you know, dogs, woof, yeah. woof. I can't remember the mink, but it's yeah. quite interesting. You start discovering, they go, really? A dog speaks differently in Spanish than in English? Yeah. I uh, suppose the bird one is like pio pio, for example. Uh, pio pio, and we say yeah. tweet tweet. Yes. 
Yes, which is kind of very interesting because then you've got the whole idea of tweet as in Twitter, Twitter right? And yeah, and social media, but yeah. That's yeah, that's a whole subject in itself. <laughs> yes. Because right? then right. sometimes when you do say, oh, it's onomatopoeic because the sound is da da and they, they, they disagree, they go, no, it isn't. It doesn't sound anything like that because <laughs> yes. they hear that sound or they interpret it in a different way to you. That's so it's right. very interesting how sounds can be different or interpreted differently in different languages. Or the way you represent the sound linguistically, Mm knowing, yeah, like is it tick? So with clocks, we say tick tock. Mm -hmm. I think they say tack. No, what is it? Tick tack. So we say tick tock, and they say tack tack or tick tack. I can't remember, but it's not the same. So the way a Spanish speaker hears that sound is, or the way they interpret it into language, is not the same as an English speaker. It's very interesting, fascinating when you. It is. When it you is start discovering, yeah, you know, but you don't say that. It's not the same. No, no, it's not the same. So a clock <laughs> makes a different sound in English and Spanish. Or a dog. Yeah. Or... yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the dog is very interesting because it's like, I think in, in, in English, obviously, it's woof, woof. And then in Spanish, I think it's wow, wow. Yeah, wow, like wow. That. And we say woof, woof. And you go, but That's can't right. you hear? It's woof. Yeah. So, no, no, it's not. It's like the clock, I say, but it's obviously tick, tock. <laughs> And they go, no, it's not. It's tick. It's like tack tack or tick tack. I can't. Tick tack. That's it. Tick tack. So we we hear tick tock, and they hear tick tack. Yes. But well, obviously, it's just the way that you're changing the sound into into language, not into words. Yeah, that's right. But it's it's fascinating when you start realizing that it's not. These things are not the same. Yeah. Because you sort of assume they must be. They're the same. You say, well, it's the sound. No, it's tick tock. Yeah. You go, no, it's not. It's tick tack. You go, really? <laughs> for me, it's TikTok. So for us, it's flip flop. But I'm sure a yeah. Spanish was saying flip flop. It doesn't sound anything like flip <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Wow. Okay. Well, that's a little bit of a digression, yeah. off, but it's yeah, very. It's often a tangent. They're often a tangent. Oh, they got go two expressions a, in one: there, a yeah. digression and often a tangent. But anyway, mm. yes. So yeah, we were talking about draw the line, and then so that kind of just takes us on to the next one, which is. Not where you're kind of trying to poner limites, let's say, which the past two have been a little bit about that. Mm. This is this expression has all to do with the fact that you potentially have all the power in the negotiation, yeah, right? Like and yeah, mm. and so there, you if you want to express that, then in English you would say he holds all the cards, he or she holds all the cards, yeah. they hold all the cards, right? Yeah. So if you're holding all the cards, obviously this is an analogy from card games no yeah whether it's poker or whatever kind of so if you hold all the cards all the good cards i suppose is the idea mm. you have the winning cards the winning hand because we talk mm-hmm. about a hand in cards yeah. then obviously you're going to win that you're the powerful you're in a more powerful position in the negotiation yeah so it's a one you could say a one-sided negotiation yes so there's yes. An, an imbalance in the power between the two sides and the one that holds all the cards is probably going to win get what they want so they don't have they don't need to compromise there is no give and take sure because they hold all the cards yeah 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 and we kind of quickly looked at the the spanish translation of this one didn't we and i think it was something like tener todas las cartas I think so. The si, same. Yeah, claro, of course, of course. Tener todas las cartas en la mano. So, yeah. Well, in English, yeah. you can also say hold all the cards in your hand if you want to continue. Yes. But yes. it's usually abbreviated just with we hold all the cards. That's right. That's um, right. Yes. yes. And we did find, I did find another one with tener todas las bathas. Yeah, bathas. And I, yeah, I was like, was right. what's a batha? And I looked it up and it, the English translation was a trump card, mm, mm. which is like the comadine, no, the joker, yes. we say also. Joker, yeah. 
So where a card has a special value, doesn't have so it can be the Joker in a game of cards is the Trump card. It's the one that wins. The you, you always beat the other person's card because you trump it. Yeah. So if somebody puts down a I don't know the highest card an ace. If you can put down a Joker, Comodine, your trump card, you trump it, which means you win. But it doesn't always have to be the the Joker. So you can play games of cards with no Joker in the pack, and you say, okay, what's trumps? You say aces are trumps in this game. So you decide mm-hmm. that the ace or whichever card you want is the trump card. So it's the the batha apparently is the, like yeah. the comadine. So you yeah. always win with that card if you have it. Yeah. So when if you have all the bathas, if you have all the trump cards, you're always going to win. Yeah, because you always have yeah. the highest value card. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah. it's a good so analogy kinda... this with poker or card games and negotiations. Absolutely, absolutely, exactly right. Yeah, and it's good to kind of know that translation as well. Of course, into Joker, it's kind of like sometimes like, it took me a while to get hold of that the Spanish word comodín. But in the after a, after a few card games, I kind of got to grips with it, so it's like good. And then, then of course, you mentioned the word ace, and that kind of reminds me of another expression is to in English where you can have an ace up your sleeve, right? Which is a kind of suddenly where you have a kind of almost like a, a, a hidden advantage or secret. yeah, hidden, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. You can Secret suddenly advantage. produce yeah. the the ace, which is usually the the, the highest card, and then you win. You no, know, the the game or the whatever it is. So if you've got the ace in, so you, I suppose it's sort of it can be seen as cheating because obviously you're not supposed to have the ace. It should be in your hand, not in your up your sleeve. Sure. So it sort of comes from I suppose like poker or similar kinds of games where people are a fair trampas, no, are cheat cheating. Yeah. And you've got an ace which is hidden up your sleeve, and you produce it and you win. Uh, but you can use it doesn't necessarily mean when you talk about a negotiation that you're cheating, that it's something right. immoral or could just be you, you're keeping this, your ace hidden till the end of the negotiation. Now, at some point you say, we've got this thing like the card we can play, but we're going to we're gonna wait and see what happens. And then maybe at the end of the negotiation, you can suddenly produce your the ace from your sleeve and you yeah. say, ha ha. And then you go, you know, so you, you suppose it's an advantage or a, I don't know. Yeah, an advantage in the negotiation. But something you've kept, you haven't mentioned or you've kept secret or hidden until a certain point in the negotiations. So you don't don't reveal it at the beginning. That's the point. That's the point, right? And you might even want to describe your negotiation tactic to your other other partners, right? Who are on your Mm. side. And you might say, ah, but I've got an ace up my sleeve. If we need it, maybe you don't need it. Because you, yes, have you a might sequ- not need it. That's right. Yeah, but absolutely. if you need to use yeah. it, you say, okay, our strategy is if we get to this point in the negotiation, maybe when the other party is standing their ground and they're refusing to concede yeah. or to compromise, we'll, we'll produce the this thing, whatever it may be. You know, so it's yeah. like a, the, the ace up your sleeve. So yeah, it's part of like a strategy that you can have. No? At what point are you going to mention this thing that will give you an advantage in the negotiation? Yeah. yeah because, maybe you never yeah. have to mention it. You don't need to use it. You, you get that's what right. you want without having to use the ace up your sleeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because negotiation is also about timing, right? There are mm. be mo- certain moments where you don't want to reveal everything. There are moments mm. when you get further into the negotiation where you notice that it can, things are maybe not going quite so well. And that might be the moment where you have to kind of, yeah, pull out that ace from your sleeve, right? Yeah. Because you're kind of, it's not kind of going in the way that you really wanted it to go. So you've got to use that extra advantage that, you were, that you've that you hidden um, up until that point. Yeah, right? because up until that point, you've been keeping 
keeping your cards close to your chest. Oh. <laughs> it's just occurred to me that expression. Yeah, that is so a nice a lot one of, too. There's a lot of expressions connected with card games. No yeah, cards. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Usually from sort of poker mainly because there's usually you know, a lot of money involved. That is a yes. negotiation in a way, no? There's a winner yeah. and a loser. Yeah. So, yeah, you keep your cards close to your chest so you're not revealing too much information to the other side. Love that, yeah. And then at some point maybe you suddenly, ha-ha, you produce the ace from up your sleeve and that's right. you trump your trump card, no, your joker. Yeah, yeah. So it's Absolutely. interesting that there's a lot yeah, of in nice negotiations, one, yeah. business, there's a lot of analogies or using the idea of card games. No? Yeah, yeah. And talking about analogies, the next one is a little bit like that because it's all about a bag, mm. okay? And we say in English, it's in the bag. Now, often this will be related to a moment where almost the negotiation is finished you kind of feel potentially that it's gone very well you've kind of got what you want from the mm. negotiation and you might might want to say up ah, to you to the rest of your colleagues to the people that you report yeah, to it's, it's in the bag it's in the bag i kind of like feel mm. as if this has been a successful negotiation right yeah you say don't worry it's in the bag so yeah you're yeah. you're sure of your future success i suppose it's a prediction you've got to the point in the negotiation where you're very happy with it and you're pretty sure you're going to get the deal done, the one you mm -hmm. want. No, yeah. Like tomorrow, we're going to sign the contract, and it's going to be a successful negotiation. It's in the bag. Yeah. So you're very confident that everything has been resolved successfully no? from your point yeah. of view. Yeah. So it's yeah. in the bag. So any kind of situation like that, where you feel you're going to achieve the your objective in the future, and you're very confident about it, you say, "Don't worry, it's in the bag." Yeah. Yeah, and it's often when the, the deal, and it's important to mention this word deal as well, kind of like mm. often when you have finished a particular uh, negotiation, you have completed a deal or you've come to, you've, you've an arranged a deal, you've organized mm. a deal, right? Or, yeah. And in English, you would actually say kind of, it's a deal. It Maybe even to, mm. to somebody who's you know, like, to the, the person who you're negotiating mm. with, it's a deal. And you and shake of course hands, the, no? So yeah, shake hands. It's, it's a, a deal, deal, right? And you yeah. shake hands together. And the, and the Spanish translation for that would obviously be trato hecho, mm. right? So yeah. that's important too. Yeah, so it's a, or that, it's a done deal, which is it's a done similar deal, yeah. to the Spanish, no? Done deal. Yeah, it's a done deal. Is kind of often we use that when we're actually reporting again, right? It's, it's like a in done the bag, deal. I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when you actually shake hands with a person when you have done the deal, you say you use the other expression. No? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, as you say, deal. reporting it in advance to your boss. So how's the negotiations going? Say, oh, don't worry, it's in the bag. It's a done deal. So tomorrow, yeah. I'm totally confident we'll finish the negotiation successfully, sign the contract or whatever it is, and you'll shake hands on it with your opposing negotiator that's right absolutely right so yeah that's that's a that's a nice one as well and then finally finally the last one we're going to give you for today is all to do about with sorry cake okay mm. now it might sound mm, a little cake. bit strange to both like yeah very very tempting to just mm. you know eat lots of cake but this is not this is kind of about eating cake but anyway i'll tell you the expression and then we can talk about also it. to so, remind that cake you can translate in Tarta or bizcocho. We don't really ah. distinguish between, so you say birthday cake, but in Spanish it would be tarta de cumpleaños, they wouldn't say bizcocho. So they distinguish between different kinds of cake. Yes. I'm never quite sure when one is a bizcocho and one is a tarta, but in English it's all cake to us. We yes. don't really distinguish <laughs> different cake. Everything is a cake. 
That's right. That's right. And the, the, this particular expression we mostly use in the negative form. That is important to say. It's like really, it can be used in in many different ways. Let's say, but certainly the majority of the of, of the situations that I've come across is mostly used in this particular way that I'm going to say now, which is you can't have your cake and eat it. Right, mm. and it's like a, it's a very interesting expression, which basically means that you can't have it all your way, right? Mm, can't have everything. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and we even came. Obviously, we looked into it a little bit in terms of what we what it would be the translation into Spanish, and the simplest form would be no se puede tenerlo todo, right? Yeah, sort of descriptive. Yeah, you can't have everything. So yeah. it's basically what it means. No, yeah. you can't have your cake yeah. and eat it, which seems like a very silly expression when you think about it literally say well what 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 else would you do with cake <laughs> yes that's true if you've true. got cake why wouldn't that's you eat true. it of course yeah. you eat your cake that's the whole yeah point. that's true it doesn't make sense it doesn't make way, any does sense it? at all so it's no. to have your well the full expression is actually to have your cake and eat it too uh-huh as yes. if these are two exclusive like you have cake and you want to eat it are you crazy <laughs> and you say well yeah it's cake that's what you do with it so it's a very well, when you right. think about it it's a very silly expression it is yeah. but it's a very nice expression i like it you know yeah, yeah. So yeah, that you can't have your egg cake and eat it. Yeah. So this is often something that came up in the Brexit negotiation, actually, just to give mm. a bit of context where there was obviously uh, the negotiation between the UK and the European Union. And certainly the debate uh, in the UK was uh, a lot around the idea that I think uh, Boris Johnson at that time wanted to have his cake and eat it. Right. Yeah. And But a lot of people were saying to him, you can't have your cake and eat it. And you can't European- just And from the EU perspective, everyone was saying, looking at Britain in general, saying these people, they want their cake. So they want all the benefits of the European Union, like the free trade and the free market without taxes or, but they don't want to have to contribute to the cost of it, for example, or have open borders with image. We don't want the bad bits that we consider to be negative, but we want all the benefits. He said, well, you can't have your cake and eat it. So you can't have both things. That's it's right. One or the other. Right. Now, if you have yeah. one, you have to have the other. So you have to have the positives and the negatives. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good example of that, mm. actually. Yeah. And it was used a lot, for example, in the in the in the in the press in the UK in terms yeah, of quite that particular. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But it's kind of a certainly an interesting expression mm. and one to keep in mind because it's certainly very yeah, with with that particular sort of cake expression, you kind of certainly quite a little bit easier to remember, let's say. So yeah, fantastic, Alistair. Let me just quickly go through the ones that we've covered today that will hopefully take your negotiating sort of skills to the next level in terms of expressions. So the first one we looked at was a little bit of give and take. Yeah, we kind of mm-hmm. related to flexibility. Back and forth was the describing that process of kind of going from one person to another it does take a bit of back and forth to get a negotiation completed a stand one's ground obviously when you are a little bit showing showing where your limits are and another one which was related to limits was draw the line or your red lines Mm -hmm. then also if you are are in a more powerful position then you might hold all the cards and it's kind of a little bit easier for you to negotiate because you just really tell the other person what you want and they can't really Really, yeah. uh, and say know. take it or leave it that's right take it because you're in the stronger right. position 
Absolutely, absolutely. And then the last two were, well, the first one being it's in the bag, because potentially where you want to say that the, the negotiation process has been successful and you want to really kind of get that across to other people that you feel happy with it. And the last one was all about cake, which we just talked about now. Mm-hmm. And you can't have your cake and eat it, which is basically saying you can't have all the good bits. You have mm-hmm. to have some of the positive and some of the negative. It can't be just Okay. all on your one side yeah, right can't have everything yeah yeah i was talking so, about cake is making me hungry now i feel like a, <laughs> a cup of coffee and a piece of cake would be very nice that's right chocolate cake absolutely absolutely good so well in that case you probably will be able I, to have your cake and eat it right? yeah i want my cake and i will certainly eat it <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alistair. Well, thank you very much for spending some time with me today. Been thank really you. great as usual. Yeah, pleasure um, as always. And uh, I will see you again next week. All right. Yeah, cheers. Bye. All right. See you then. Bye bye. See you.